0: What's up, everyone, and welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Radio. This is Corey Dlg, and with me, as always, is little brother
1: Nico. That's me. We're back in action again for the ninetieth time. <laughs> I mean, we always come back. I mean, yeah, I guess, but we always come back. Never call it a
0: comeback if you just keep coming back. Right. That's like if that's the move. Don't call it a comeback. We've been here for years. Literally, we're like a we're like a car that like stutters mean, like my car <laughs> starts and stops. Your car does have a weird acceleration to it. It really does, like an uncomfortable. Is it some sort of like electric hybrid or is it
1: just? I don't. It's not an electric hybrid, but I, like a lot of the stuff is electrical. It's like I don't have powered steering. It's all electrical. Like that's so weird. <laughs> there was, I took it to a mechanic, and they were like, "I was like, I was going to ask you about your power steering fluid, and then I was like, oh,
0: it just doesn't have that. It just doesn't." That's a weird—it did, didn't even dawn on me that there's not power steering fluid. So, like, there's not even—in some ways, it's probably better because you don't have the belts. Like, I'm just thinking out loud now. Things that have gone wrong on crappy cars I've owned. Belts have gone out. Power steering, like, fluid. It's a closed system, so if you have leaks, so, like, gaskets and things like that. So, like, dumb—but all that is, like, dumb cheap maintenance. Uh, maybe a power steering pump would be expensive, but a couple hundred bucks tops but it is like when power steering goes out in a car it is one of those it it's not but it feels like a dramatic thing because you you can't control the car
1: yeah it's it's you can it's just way way it's like driving way, a boat yeah
0: it really like it really is when i was learning to drive i learned this will make me sound weird cuz it's not this wasn't typical growing up but by the time i was like 14 or 15 my parents had bought a jaguar Yeah. For themselves. And they taught, my mom taught me somewhat to drive on it. Well, that thing has like the smoothest like feel and touch to it. Like there was no point in learning how to drive on that because it was so different than everything else. (laughs) Right. Like just touching the wheel and giving it like two degrees to the right, the car would turn right. Like because it was so comfortable. Um, We would be like doing 60 in a neighborhood without even really thinking about it. Yeah. Like she's like, she's like are we going fast? How fast are you going? And I'm, oh, it says 60. Oh, oh, oh. She's like, okay, well, let's keep it at 20. But that's really, this sounds weird, but it's really hard to do in a Jaguar to stay at 20. Cause like any pressure on the acceleration. Yeah. You're past that. You're, you are past the 20. So then like at one point, uh, a friend of a friend was like, yeah, hey, just uh, help me out. Can you follow me in my truck? I got to do this thing. And I'm like, yeah. So I'm driving this guy's truck, and, like, there's no power steering to it. It's like an old, like, 60s thing. And the difference between the two was so severe, like, I almost couldn't make the first turn. Like, I kept turning the wheel and turning the wheel, and the car kept barely responding as I'm going and trying to turn into this thing. Finally, by the time I make it, I'm like wide. I'm like three lanes over onto the incoming side of traffic, turning into the parking lot. And I'm like, well, I guess it's a good thing nobody was there. there. <laughs> like, I was like, why was it so hard? And then I was, he's like, yeah, yeah, it's, it doesn't have power steering. And I was like, oh. And then I was like, I guess power steering is like a really big deal.
1: Yeah, but the other thing is that if there was ever an electrical problem in my car, oh, I'm it. doomed. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's true. That is true. But like. Sometimes electrical problems are the easiest thing to fix. It's like, it's a 10 cent fuse. And yeah. Like, Yay. And then sometimes they're like, I don't know. We've swapped out 13 things. It looks like you're going to have to install a new
1: motherboard to your supreme intelligence computer thing that's running your car. So like, that was my sister. She had a, she had a new car before the flood happened Uh, for Harvey. Took out the, the brand new car, rest in pep. Um, but like that thing under the hood was like half engine, half computer. It was like a cyborg
0: car. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely had a car where the things started not working on the car, Oof. uh, but it was different stuff. It was like the AC wasn't blowing cold. Um, and so then I had them check the AC and they're like, yeah, you got full freon. you got this, you got that. Like should be blowing cold, but it's not but that that's helpful. Thank you. Belts are good, blah, blah, blah. Is it a blower motor? Does it wound happen- up, No, it wound up being the ECM, so the computer that controls, like, between the inside of the car to the, to the motor, where you would tell things to turn on and off, the ECM started to malfunction, and so it wasn't sending all the signals. And it was like six months of driving around with things that would just randomly sometimes not work, and like... E- if I would tell any of my buddies who were car people, they wouldn't... They wouldn't... They'd be like, well, what about... No. What? And, and they'd be like, that that would solve like that immediate thing. Welcome, this didn't turn on? Well, let's check and see if this fan is blowing. Well, it's blowing. Okay. Well, I don't know. Or they might solve one immediate problem. They'll be like, okay, well, let's... What if we swap out these belts? Or what if we swap out this thing or whatever? And then that might solve that one problem for like a day. But does not solve the other 12 problems I've been having... So finally I got in an accident, and as they were rebuilding the car, they, they noticed when the car was fully finished and they were trying to get stuff to work that, that they were having the same problem I would have. Sometimes it would turn on, sometimes it wouldn't. And so they had the idea, the dealership, to try a, a, a different ECM. They just plugged in a new ECM into my car, and immediately everything worked. And so they were like, yeah, it's the ECM. And I was like, I've never even heard of an ECM. They're like, yeah, it's a little computer, and it talks to the motor from the inside. And I was like, okay, cool. They're like, yeah, it's $1,500 <laughs> plus install. And I was like, where's it installed? And they're like, basically in the center between the <laughs> And I was like, okay, so you guys are going to do it. And they're like, yeah. So it was like, it was a fight with the insurance company because I got in a head on, I, I rear-ended, somebody because they they came out of a stop sign directly in front of me mm-hmm. and it was just the whole front end of the car and so we with the insurance company forever because the dealership was like well it's a head on like it's head on collision of course the computer could break from that and the insurance company at first was like oh computers don't break like that and like they didn't want to fix it and then all of a sudden they finally after like a month and a half they just gave in. Because the dealership kept, like, every day was like, okay, what about the UCM? Like, we're almost ready to give him back his car. What about... And then they held the car for two weeks. So they was like, we want to give him his car back, but you guys won't do the UCM. And they're like, oh, fine. fine. Yeah, because, like, I mean, I... Like, I was telling the insurance... On my end, I was trying to apply... Because pre- the dealership was like, we just got to apply as much pressure as possible. You got to work the guy. So, like, I was calling the guy every day, being like, listen, I'm keeping this rental the full 31 days... That's just costing you more money, too. Like, I'll take my car as soon as the dealership says it's ready, but they say it's not ready because they say it needs this. And he's like, well, I've been talking to them about that. And I said that, and I was like, well, listen, until they say it's, like, you don't drive my car. I drive my car. So I'm going to listen to a dealership, not you. Well, no, I mean, I understand that. I totally understand that. I wouldn't tell you to drive a car that you think is unsafe. That's not what we're trying to do. It's like... It feels like it. <laughs> I love insurance people. They're the best. They're so
1: kind, so friendly.
0: Oh, it's always, it's always such a mess if you ever have to deal with the insurance people. Always. The second you get to that point. Uh, I knew a guy one time, back when I was waiting tables, he was kind of a jerk anyway. But, I don't know how this happens. I, can, I, 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 I don't understand how this happens, just in general. Uh, But his his apartment burned down what okay <laughs> I listen I know what happens and I know people even die in fires so I know that's a tragedy I don't understand how fires start in the modern era like if it's not like a weird electrical thing
1: uh I know we we had a we had a friend when we lived in Colorado that their their apartment burned down because of a someone had a, 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 a I think like a barbecue pit that was they left like embers on but Colorado super dry so like the whole building just <laughs> So, like, the embers blew against the building and caught on fire? Yeah, because, like, I think there was, like, an open door, or, like, it, oh, it caught okay, some of okay. those things on fire.
0: But even that feels so... Well, what's the name of the movie where everyone sees like, the premonitions of their death? Uh, Final Destination. Yeah, like, like really elaborate death scenes. Like, in order for that apartment to burn down, someone had to grill something the day before. Leave the grill uncovered, I guess? And a breeze had to shove hot embers into burnable carpet. I don't know what to tell you, Doug. That's like just that like feels, that's just what happens. That feels very like six steps, doesn't it? Like Yeah. So in my mind, it's really hard to conceive like how does stuff burn down? But I mean, it happens. I see it on the news all the time. It happens all the time. It's all industry about it. People fight fires. I get like I understand it happens. It just blows my mind that it happens. I feel like, like I see way more car fires than, like, fire fires. See, I think if a car's on fire, either something's cataclysmic, like, totally wrong with the motor, or there's a dead body in it. Uh, yeah. Or they got into a bad enough accident and, like, car just blew up. I've never seen a car get in an accident so bad that it explodes. Like, except Maybe in not, movies. Not explode, but, like, catches fire. I don't know that I've ever seen that. I've seen it. Really? Yeah. A car getting in an accident so bad that it catches on fire. Yeah. Like I didn't watch it unfold in front of me, but like it's like two
1: cars into each other, and then they're both like one of them is just burnt to a crisp, and I'm like, "Woo, that's pretty tough."
0: That's crazy.
1: I've also had. I've man. also seen an eighteen wheeler just, just billowing fire just on the middle of the road. It was <laughs> awesome. I was coming back from a concert. It's like eleven p.m. I was like, "Why is there so much traffic?" Oh, and then, giant, oh, fire. I giant have seen fire. a
0: fire. I have seen a burning 18-wheeler before on the side of the road. I have seen that. Um, and I know somebody whose car caught on fire while he was just driving it. Um, He's just driving a little Volvo, and all of a sudden everything's going off on that boy. Like, all the gauges, everything's just like, you're in trouble. wee 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 And all of a sudden, like, real smoke started pouring into the cab. And so, like, he had to, like, pull over. Just on the side of the freeway just watch it burn <laughs> and at the time it took him to like grab his backpack and get out of the car the car was on fire uh, see like that's way, I feel like that's way more common than like building burning
1: down fire
0: yeah pro- I mean probably yeah I do agree with that uh, I mean because at least then it's you're running a combustion engine like at least that makes it tiny explosions are occurring every second like at least that makes sense to me. Something is perpetually on fire for that to happen, like for a car to run. So, like, it's a controlled situation, but, you know, we don't always control that. But the idea of, like, a house burning down is a very weird, or, like, even apartments, even even buildings. Like, did someone leave a lit candle in a warehouse? Like, why did that burn down? You know what I mean? Like, it's just weird to me when stuff like that happens. So, this guy I used to wait tables with, randomly he comes in. Uh, he's missed like two days of work and, and he just kind of shows up like er, between lunch and dinner to talk to the managers. And it's like all of his uniforms burned up, like everything. like Yeah. He, he had exactly what he had on his back when he went out that afternoon. Like, think about that. Like, you leave the house, you got like your wallet, your keys, your cell phone, and you come back and you own nothing. <laughs> Terrible. Um, He had insurance and he had renter's insurance and the building was insured. So there was a bit of a back and forth. And finally, it was decided that the building insurance company was taking care of stuff. But, like, he was from a weird poor family, and so they – where they didn't, like – so he didn't trust insurance people. Mm -hmm. So they keep calling him and calling him to start stuff, and he won't take the call. So we're all out, like, two weeks later, and somebody was asking about what's going on. He's like, oh, man, this insurance guys won't leave me alone, blah, 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 blah. And I said, yeah, because they have to pay you. And he's like, well, I mean – what are they going to pay me? And I was like, well, for your property. Like, all of your property was insured. It sounds like a couple of times. So, like, you're definitely going to get your value out of out of the stuff because there's multiple companies that could potentially wind up having to foot the bill. So, if someone is going to pay you the full value of your stuff and then go back to the other people to get their money back. Well, what are you saying? I was like, I'm saying you should probably take their call. <laughs> he was like... <laughs> He was like, what are they going to pay me for? And I was like, well, I said, make a list of everything you own. I said, maybe make a list of everything you think you own, too. And he was like, really? I was like, everything's burned to a crisp, right? And he's like, yes. And I said, "Then yeah, that that guitar that you you bought for $50 at the garage sale. That was a $200. (laughs) Right. Like, (laughs) I mean, don't commit insurance fraud. But, like, yeah, don't sell yourself short either. Like, get replacements. Like. Tell them you need a new wardrobe. Tell them you need a new bedroom set. You need a new living room. Like, and he was like, "You can't do that." And I was like, "You absolutely can." Your house burned down. And he was, I was like, "Did you have couches?" He was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Did you have TVs?" Yeah. Did you have a bedroom? Yeah. Uh-oh. you lost all of it. Yeah, that's all gone. Like they're gonna, have, they owe you that. So they're just gonna replace that. But what's that gonna cost me? I said, "You've already paid for it. You pay for insurance." All right, I'll look into it, but like even when I was explaining that, he was looking at me very suspiciously, and I was like, "I was like, I promise this is how it works. Like they're calling you because they're obligated to call you because they owe you money." You get,
1: imagine having three levels of insurance and then not using any of them. Not,
0: not even <laughs> wanting to try because he was like, "I don't trust them." And then in my head, I was sort of like why do you even have insurance? That, like, <laughs> If you don't trust them, why do you have it? And they're like, it's because you need it. And he's We're, like, if you need it, then why do you have it? <laughs> it's so weird cyclical. Like, but part of it was obvious that like no one had ever, again, this goes back to like, nobody ever explains stuff to people, right? Like you never know what it is that you're like, why, why do, why do I need insurance? He assumed he needed insurance because the law said why, but he never asked the second question, which was like, why is it the law? And it's like that way you don't have to pay for accidents and everyone can be taken care of. But he never asked that. He was just always like, well, I don't want to get a ticket, so I'll have insurance. Smart man. How do I make my insurance cheaper? Oh, add renter's insurance. I do rent. Okay. That makes my insurance cheaper? Okay, put it on there. So he never even realized that like he was insuring everything he owned because it never dawned on him.
1: Right. By the way, renter's insurance is dirt cheap. If
0: you're renting, please get it. <laughs> yeah, it just feels like the smart thing to do. But yeah, I just I don't know. Like I'm always blown away when someone's like everything burned down. Say what? What? I say that, and right now my apartment's on fire somewhere. Yeah,
1: know. like you haven't you haven't you haven't checked back home. You haven't been home in like a week. So yeah. You're like you're like man, I could have come back and there's nothing there. Roll
0: up to just a smoldering hole. Hey, Corey. Hope <laughs> <laughs> well, we you had renters insurance. You good? <laughs> I think I do, but I don't think I've taken pictures of anything in a long time. So, like, maybe I need to. Maybe I need to do that. Just for safety. It would be worse if, like,
1: the house burns down, so you take pictures of the ash, and they're like, well, it looks like you got your stuff covered. Yeah, it
0: looks like you're good. We'll give you $10 for all the ash. You're like, oh, that's a steal. This feels like a good deal. <laughs> Really, the biggest crime would be that mattress, I guess. At this point, because that's the last thing I spent like real money on.
1: No, not the mattress. It's okay. You have the receipts. Your big, your your big mattress buddy is gonna hook you up with a. Super probably
0: mattress. would, but like it would probably be a pain in the butt. See me doing a drive on Facebook. Do you love this guy? Donate to his fund me. After his house burned down, <laughs> <laughs> it just feels so weird to even th- like I don't know. It's totally possible. Happens to people all the time. No one's no one's above it. It is one of those great equalizers, like anybody can have their house burned it's like down. Na- it's
1: like a natural disaster, it's but somehow way less natural. Way
0: way more it's like a
1: personal disaster.
0: Yeah, it's more accurate, I think. Yeah. It is a personal disaster. But it's just such a, it's such a weird idea. I don't know that I would ever I don't even know how to fathom it. Like
1: I do think it's really funny that like so when I was taking I was taking a criminal justice course. And, uh, He's taking a turn. Well, the only reason I say this because the guy that was like like selling. If you can't get justice, burn it down. No, he he set two rows for me. He was a, he was a firefighter. Okay. And so we're taking this course, and like he would always have banter with the professor who was a former cop, and so like they're always like having like this kind of funny, weird like poking back and forth because I don't know why the police department and the poli- fire like
0: forever, forever. forever it's ever. like a classic like, oh, you don't do anything. The rivalry is so established in both industries that, like, big cities do, like, charity boxing matches between them. Yeah. Like, charity softball games between them. It's, like, competitive. The the, the squads try to find ringers. Yeah. And also, like,
1: to me, like, I always thought it was really silly because, like, I'm not saying that firefighters aren't important. But, like, there are way less fires than there are crimes. (laughs) Okay,
0: (laughs) all right. so I'm with you on that So, recently The courts So remember here in Houston Here in the city of Houston There was a There was a thing uh, Where the the firefighters hadn't Negotiated with the city of Houston for pay raises For like 10 years Mm -hmm. Whereas the police did every year The firefighters just felt like they should be Getting whatever the police get Uh, Because they have similar ranking structures, like sergeants and lieutenants and things like that. So they were like, well, a sergeant in the police is worth X. That should be what a firefighter sergeant is worth also. Um, And the city was like, that's not how that works. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah, the city was just going, nah. Um, And so eventually, the firefighters got enough petitions to put an unfunded, I always hate these, an unfunded initiative on a ballot that basically said the firefighters should get the same pay as the police. And so the member, Sylvester Turner was the mayor of Houston. and He said, I, there's not extra money in the budget. You guys didn't come to negotiations. Y'all didn't fight for extra money. There's not extra money in the budget for firefighters. So if y'all pass this amendment, it's the same pool of money you guys are going to be pulling from to get these raises out. So you're going to see job loss in the firefighter department. If y'all do this, nobody listened. They voted for the for the initiative. It passed. Because people, listen, we always talk about this. People are inherently good. Like, if you put on a ballot, give raises to almost anybody, everybody would agree that, yeah, yeah, okay, like, yeah, firefighters deserve more money. Of course, sure, no problem. But the question of running something is where does that money come from? And so the city was like, okay, well, we told you, like, there's not extra money for firefighters, so now that everyone makes more money, now there's fewer firefighters. Figure it out. It's like they had to cancel training classes. whole Like a whole segment of firefighters didn't get to graduate. So fast forward. God, this is probably five, six, seven years ago now. But it's finally worked its way through the court system. And the courts recently ruled that it was unconstitutional because they have a collective bargaining process. So if there's a collective bargaining process, you don't get to skip it and just put a, a ballot on an initiative. It can't do that. Like you have to go through... You have to use whatever tools you you've designed to do something, right? So, I don't know how that works, but they're going to go back and I don't know, I don't know how you retroactively do that now. Like you rehire people, everyone takes a massive pay cut. Well, think about the people who got the pay raises and have been getting that pay for who, how long? Years at this point. Like, do they retro? Like we well, can't retroact.
1: You can't take money away from these people. You be like, well, now you owe us ten thousand dollars. <laughs> Why can't you? Because
0: jobs do that. Companies do that all the time. Hey, we accidentally overpaid you. Hey, that yeah. check was double and it was supposed to be single. Hey, we gave you sixty hours instead of forty. They get that money back. That's fair, but like for the length of time, like it would almost be more difficult. <laughs> well, I, I, while I agree that the length of time makes it harder, I don't see what makes it any different than any other time. They dock, or they get back a person's pay. Maybe. Like, oh, you got something you weren't supposed to get. We're going to need to claw that back now. Well, didn't teachers are dealing with the same thing right now, right? Uh, Several districts gave out their bonuses. And they were too high. And they They were too much money. Like, the math wasn't right. And so now they're trying to get money back from teachers? Terrible. Good luck with that. Like, of all people to get money back from.
1: Yeah, the, the the most underpaid job in the universe. You
0: imagine, like, let's say you got a fifteen thousand dollars raise, and they were like, "Oh, it should have been five. You owe us ten. We'll dock it out of next year's pay." If you're a teacher and you make 48, 52 so now it's going to be forty-two. Yeah, nah, I'm good. Like, I'm just not coming
1: to work. Like, I got a new job. I'm leaving the district. Yeah, I'm
0: going to another. St- I'll, I'll, I'll work go, in another state for a year or something, and then come back like it's just so ridiculous <laughs> so back to the firefighters what i agree with you that i do think firefighters are important but i do think it's a different type of job than police officer and you know and fire safety
1: technology has also improved just like everything has improved so like again
0: look at how many building fires there have been in the past 10 years yeah but also now like when a building fire happens it's like unstoppable so like do they put do they stop that fire like they can't so yeah like they control more the more more
1: control like, all right yeah exactly firefighters I guess firefighters is really the most accurate
0: description they just fight fires they, they don't contain. they don't yeah <laughs> well and they will put out a fire like in a smaller control thing but like let's say it's a 60-story building they're not going in there no so good luck yeah especially if it's too late
1: you know it's it, it, it's a tragedy all around but Again, much less frequent than
0: crime. <laughs> so you're of the opinion then that they should make less? Uh, I don't think they should make as much as police officers. Okay. I, I, I'm i with you on that, I think. I think it's just... It's not a matter of... I think, I think it would be silly to equate the two jobs. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, they're both public service, but they're both vastly different. Right. Hours are different. Things are different. Also firefighters haven't taken any of the flack the police have taken over the last Yeah, no, years. No they one's, haven't had to deal with any of like no this. No one's
1: out here like Red Lives Matter. Like, yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I, I do think that there's a massive different. There's clearly a... There's also a lot more police death than I think
1: firefighter death. I
0: don't I know think, about that. I, I don't know about that. I, I
1: imagine... Well, the only reason I say that is because, like, the amount of times they fight a fire versus, like, that are, like, actively putting them in danger versus, like, a cop
0: can get you know run over on the side of the freeway all the time. <laughs> yeah, but there's two things about that that I would encourage you to pay attention to. A lot of times when they report an officer's death, he winds up being off duty in the story. I which always bothers me a little bit. I don't like that. I see a lot of headlines where it's like sergeant killed while off duty with family and I'm like, okay, so he person yeah. person killed while with family. Like that's that's a different st- like that's not a now. Granted, I understand they'll usually do like the, the they do the service with honors and blah blah blah. Okay, fine. Okay, great. I got it. And I've been at one of those services. It is brutal with all like the pomp and circumstance and everything. Like it really, it really does get to you. Um, however, I have. It's not the same thing as yeah.
1: It's not the same thing as like they on were, duty. Yeah, they were they were doing thing and then they were shot by you know a criminal or something. Like right. That. So they I, were in a firefight and they die.
0: <laughs> right. So, like, I would encourage you to pay attention to how many actually die in line of duty. I bet firefighters and police are pretty close. I got it to Google right here. Let's see. The internet, the magical advent thing.
1: You know, they invented it quite a while ago, and somehow we still don't know how to use it. <laughs> we say that infrequently. Firefighter versus police officer safety. Here we go. This Is what we want to see, Uh, and the answer is nothing. We don't know.
0: Police officers have tended to lose the neighborhood of 150 per year, while firefighters have been closer to 100 per year. Um, that's 50% more, that's still it's 50% more, but the numbers are very similar. Can like, I don't, again, like, I don't think that that's like you could could theoretically make the the argument that like 50% probably off duty.
1: Yeah, cuz like let's see. But how many of the, how many of the firefighters are also off duty?
0: I, I almost never hear This is just anecdotal, but like the news stories about when a firefighter dies is usually only when they're on duty. Yeah. That's probably fair. Also,
1: because of the way they work, cuz don't they work in like 12-hour shifts? Yeah. So like you're on duty half of your life basically. Right. I wonder if there's, I wonder if OSHA knows this. I keep, like, for me, OSHA's only ever been for, like, construction things.
0: So, like, I think it's weird that they have, like, other job safety. Okay. So, there are roughly 1 million law enforcement officers in the city, in the United States, and roughly 1 million firefighters. So, the 150 cops out of a million and 100 firefighters out of 150, out of 100 million, or out of a million also. So, it's, I mean,
1: like, the numbers are almost identical, which is kind of crazy.
0: Right. So, like, statistically, per cap or any any way you want to look at that, they're they're basically, they're basically the same. Hmm. That's like, but I don't, but I also think this is important. I've always said, this is going to sound really kind of anti-police, but I don't, it's, I don't think it is, but it's just being honest. It's not one of the most dangerous jobs anymore. Like, it's not even top 10 most dangerous in America. Um, I think last time I saw a delivery driver was ranked above police officer as far as safety. So, we need to be evaluating honestly when we do stuff like this. So, yeah, I, I mean, I just, I don't think that... The number is so small, significantly, that I wouldn't, I don't know that I would factor deaths and safety into either job at this point. Does that sound bad? I mean, a hundred out of a million people. Right. Like you're just as likely to fall of a heart attack. Probably more likely. <laughs> right. Because like okay, so one percent of a million is ten thousand. It's so one percent of ten thousand is a hundred. Yeah. So so it's point 0. zero. So it's point zero one percent. Yeah. Or it's point one percent. Point one percent.
1: Like, a 0.1% death rate's pretty good. Like, you're more right. likely to
0: die if you go on a car ride. I mean, that's that's within... Granted, people will have a problem when I say this, too, but that's, like, within vaccine health safety numbers.
1: Yeah, it's, like, well within. Yeah. It's,
0: like... Like, that's that number, that 0.1% is a pretty... Isn't a vaccine, like, 0.7% like
1: or something like that? Yeah. Like, it's a lot higher. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, I mean, if someone was, like, 0.1%,
1: Okay. You take those odds every day of the week. Actually,
0: I think it is point zero one percent, right? Cause it's one percent of one percent, right? Yeah. So it is point zero one percent. Yeah, yeah. It's even smaller. Yeah. So again, it's pretty. They're both pretty safe jobs. Well, and firefighters like they go in together. It, it might be scary or whatever, but they also they look out for each other and they a lot of technology and stuff. I don't know. I d- I definitely think that I would probably. It wouldn't surprise me to find out that both jobs are probably safer than they let on, but also I would I would expect police to make more than firefighters. Yeah. The structure of their job the second a police officer puts on their uniform, they basically are clocked in. Yeah. And they don't have to and the firefighters don't have to deal with the different negative press that's that's laid out on a yeah, very very few people are against
1: firefighters. That list mainly includes the police, and then that's the end of it, right? And it's only like a jokingly, like ah uh, ha 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 ha. <laughs> well, well, some sometimes, uh, uh. not not everyone,
0: not everyone. Mm. Uh, I I do think uh, I do think they should have. I think they should have just been in the room negotiating. I guess is really what that boils down to.
1: Yeah, I think I think it. What it what it really boils down to is. Use the tools that you are given and don't try and cheat
0: the system. <laughs> don't try and work around. I wouldn't say cheat because it was an election. It was an so,
1: election, but like, not cheat as in, like, I meant, yeah, work around is a better term. Yeah, work around, me. yeah. Like, they're like, well, you, it's like, well, you can come and say something. It's like, we're not going to do that at all. We're just right. going to put it to a vote. And you're like, well,
0: and, I, and it was weird because I, I really think, so like, the police would advocate and be like, we need X amount for safety. And so the be like, okay, well, yeah, we like safety. And the fighters would be like, "We should get what they get," and they were like, "That's your pitch," and they were like, "Yeah, no, 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 yeah." I don't know. I guess that's a little weird. All right, so let's do some pop culture here. What? How much time we got left? We got like twenty minutes. All right. Um. So like, we're now in the era of the movies for this year, right? Like, this is the summer. The the movie season has started. Yeah, baby. So, John Wick 4 is out. Haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet either. And the D&D movie is out. Haven't seen it either. Man, we're just not catching we're up We're not. Anymore. We're not doing good. Both of those movies, though, well-regarded, well-reviewed, well-rated, doing well at the box office. Another movie that's out that we haven't seen that isn't doing well is Shazam Fury of the Gods. Ooh, I almost forgot that movie like existed. Yeah. And what's weird is I do want to see it. But not for any like reason of value. Like I just kinda want to watch it just like I think it's really interesting. Okay. It's really weird to me that when they focus on the Shazam character in the movies, that they did so much of an emphasis on the Shazam family. So like all the all the, the other Yeah, so like he could share his power with people. Yeah. And in the first movie, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but by the end of the first movie, so he's a he's an orphan. He's a foster kid. He lives in a foster house with a bunch of other kids. By the end of the first movie, all the kids have Shazam powers. Like, he shared it with all of them. Mm-hmm. So then at the start of the second one, they're all superheroes. Um, And so it just... If I were doing traditional movie formatting, right, like the first movie would have been about Shazam and the second movie would have been about giving the family powers. Yeah, but now they have
1: powers. Now they can have right. ten
0: actors. So like there's talk of like an HBO Max series about one of the the about Mary Marvel, the sister, like the the main girl. Mm-hmm. Um, which is whatever, that's cool. Um but, yeah, I just, it's almost like immediately waters down the character that by the end of the first movie, all everyone has powers. Yeah,
1: I think really what it, really what breaks it a lot for me is introducing so many characters so quickly. Because, like, I mean, the, the Marvel formula, as tired of people are of it now,
0: worked for a decade for a reason. Right. Like and also, I don't know. I kind of I, I push back against the idea that they're tired of it.
1: Uh, yeah. I'm just saying that because like a lot of the things that I've a lot of the internet is saying, something like the superhero internet fatigue, like, superhero fatigue. It's like, oh uh, well. Sorry, you're participating in the greatest experiment known to mankind in filmmaking, but it's fine.
0: Well, but like, okay. Here's why I push back. Ant Man, Quantumania Outperformed both Ant Man movies. It's weird to think about. But in the box office, it did better than either one of them. Now, it's still the least successful of the superhero movies. But it still outperformed both Ant-Man movies. Right, which is ridiculous. Thor Love and Thunder, while it is post-COVID numbers, is by every measure of post-COVID a success. So I don't know that I believe in the superhero exhaustion argument because uh, to me what it actually looks like is that first of all I think there's just a new math about movies post-COVID we know these streaming services are going to gobble these movies up faster and faster still the only movie that I don't see on any streaming services is the Spider-Man No Way Home yep that's the only one I haven't seen for free streaming anywhere yet right everything else comes to streaming almost immediately Uh, I just watched Knock at the Cabin or Knock at the Door, or whatever it was called, People in the Cabin, whatever it's called, the M. Night Shyamalan movie, that came out three, four months ago, and it's streaming.
1: Yeah, like, the math, the math on it has changed a lot. But more importantly, the reason, going back to my original argument of, like, too many characters, is that Marvel was always very meticulous that, like, they always, that formula of solo movie solo movie, and then bringing the characters together right works because you got to see a character go through a story arc, know their personality, know their things, and I think why a lot of their, like, the bigger team movies, the things that, like, DC were, like, immediately, they're like, we did one, one Superman movie, bam, Justice League movie, and yeah. then, like, it totally flopped because you're introducing nine characters that have no substance to them, like... Well, and I also think it flopped, like... <sighs> there's a lot of reasons that the thing flopped, but... More importantly is that those characters don't have time to develop. No one knew about Iron Man and, you know, right. Thor and the Hulk before. Like, people knew about them, but, like, very Keeping tangentially. Each of them their
0: own origin moment, their own moment to, this is their world. And the worlds were so different. The, yeah. Think about The three movies almost don't really overlap at all. So, like, Iron Man's in modern times, Thor's in Asgard, Captain America's in World War Two. And only they very briefly touch. And right. then it's Avengers is really the first time their stories overlap at all.
1: Right. And then they introduce minor characters who don't have as much depth but get depth later, like Hawkeye and Black Widow.
0: And they, and they can kind of bleed into other movies and all kinds
1: exactly. of stuff. Exactly. So that, that formula works really well because you're introduced to these characters. They have their own moments, they're in their own stories. But, you know, this is why I think something like, uh, oh man, what's was it? Eternals? I think Eternals wasn't really well received because I think that that format doesn't really work when you're introducing six characters. Of, yeah, you're introducing six characters It's hard to be like attached to them without like really picking on like surface details. Like, oh, I think this one's neat, or I like their I like their banter in this one scene.
0: Did also, do you think that there that there were too many stars in the cast of Eternals? So Angelina Jolie, Selma Hayek the game of thrones dude I think it was done intentionally I think it was and and I think, I think both game of thrones dude so there's two game of thrones dude yeah and uh, Selma Hayek in in Angelina Jolie I don't know that I don't know about done intentionally but I do think that it was that it was I mean I think you're right it was done intentionally to introduce that franchise but I think that, that was what overwhelmed it is it felt like it they, felt very hollywood where a lot of times in Hollywood, when they want to introduce a franchise, they 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 do load it up with a bunch of stars. When they're like, "This is a new franchise, check us out." Yeah, and it's like, "Don't you want to come see Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which can have ten movies featuring Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie?" Ah ah ah, ah. and you you don't. There was never a second one. There's never a second one because, like, while uh, while the movie itself is great, I don't think it did well enough at the box office. I think a lot of people kind of get a little. Like, so Ocean's Eleven. Um, this is a weird thing to think about. But it wound up getting, obviously, two more movies in the off and everything else. But it came out to such a small... Bo- it launched, like, opening weekend to such a small box. It came in, like, I think third or something in the box office.
1: Ooh, yeah!
0: But it had such low expectations because everyone who would see a preview of it would be like, oh, George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Matt Damon. Uh, like, over and over. Like, all these different... And they were just like, really... really like it felt like we know what you're doing. If you put enough famous people in a movie, you think we're going to see it no matter what. And so like people avoided it except it was so good that the people who went were like, actually you really should see it. Like it's good. And then like the word of mouth, uh, I I saw a a clip from Matt Damon where he basically said the other day that like every week it would beat expectations. So like, because the first week was so bad, the studio was like, "All right, I'm probably gonna make like six million next week," but instead it did like nine. They're like, "Okay, well, I'll probably only do like four next week because everything trails off." But instead it did like twelve. It's like it kept it kept getting, building momentum, yeah. And all of a sudden, people it turned into a movie that people. But it did that because even though the initial idea was like, "Oh, there's like twenty stars in this movie, and I don't want to watch it," then all of a sudden people started to be like, "Actually, it's actually really good, and it is a really good movie." Uh, but I think sometimes you reject. I think I do this too Like when you see A trailer and you're like Like if someone was like Featuring Ryan Okay well Red Notice On Netflix mm-hmm. The Rock Ryan Reynolds And Gal Gadot Yeah That feels absurd A little bit Like Like it's You almost don't think They're gonna take the movie seriously Cause why else would they cast So many stars And I'm like
1: Yeah And that's And I feel like They, they kind of pushed For that star power Because they They wanted the Eternals To be like a bigger movie Than it was Right Right like, yeah, to because me because like,
0: ideally they're like a really important right. chapter in all this. To me, I would have put The Eternals
1: on, on, on like a streaming service. I would have made that like a show. Yeah, had like, like five episodes or something. Yeah, and just have time for these characters to develop. Like Because you can, you can attach yourself to a character. It's hard when your cast is so big to be like, you have two hours to figure out what you like about these nine people. You're like, that's a lot of people. There's a lot
0: of people. It, it was a lot of people. And there was a lot of interesting story to it. And you could have... So the movie was already two and a half hours or whatever. Yeah. So that's that's already three or four episodes of a streaming service, right? So like you could have just added two more episodes of content,
1: right? And you could have honestly at this point you turn down the star power, you, you save yourself that money to actually like produce more episodes.
0: I don't know. I, I, if you're gonna do episodes, you might as well keep it like. No, I'm just saying that. like... Yeah. No, I know. You, if you're if you're doing the if you're doing the math behind it. Yeah. If you're trying to, but honestly. Just give him an extra twenty million, like. Right. Just this is
1: also why, like, I feel like a lot of the Disney Plus shows that are only about one character should have been movies.
0: So, like, Moon Knight should have been a movie.
1: Yeah, I think like Moon Knight should have been a movie. I think Miss
0: Marvel should have been a movie. Like, because like, yeah, it is interesting that they chose to make. You're right. You're right as you're saying it. Like, it is, but that sort of follows the the Netflix model where those guys. I mean. The, Netflix, you got to remember, Netflix really showed that streaming shows could successfully showcase superheroes. And that I don't,
1: like, disparage. Like, a lot of, like, the Netflix Punishers, uh, like, they were good shows for when they came out. Especially in that kind of that weird era when they were kind of, like, it was like a weird competition between, like, Netflix... Marvel and like CW like Flash Arrow like yeah and
0: you gotta think there's no comparison no like those CW sh- I, like I like Stephen Amell and I wanna like these characters but those shows are so awful in comparison to the to the Netflix shows they they feel really campy and like almost goofy <laughs> yeah they do feel re- I think campy is exactly the right word Green Arrow feels campy <laughs> and like. <laughs>
1: It always kind of took me out of it, because they, they tried to make him so, like, cool and edgy. But like, there like, was almost like a Batman aesthetic. Like, he had the dark eyeshadow and the hood and the whole,
0: like... That's exactly what it like. They were really trying to, like, story-wise, he was Batman. Because, like, he, he would have all these sidekicks and all these, like, helpers and...
1: Yeah. Like, Green Arrow had one partner. Speedy. Th-
0: one time. <laughs> also, all of the... All the villains were Batman villains. So many of the villains. They're like, we
1: can't make a Batman show. so Let's
0: not make a Batman show. (laughs) But, like, why even... But so many of them were Batman villains. It really was kind of obnoxious. Like, you could just do... The one thing that was interesting was that, so of everything, there's only a little bit of crossover, right? Between, like, the shows and the movies for DC. It's the Flash character and also Captain Boomerang. Yeah. Like, that's it. And now in this new Flash movie, Supergirl. But beyond that, there's not really any crossover between, like, the CW-verse yeah, it was and its, the movie-verse. It was its own deal. And then, Well, I guess a, a Superman by the
1: end. We just pick a Superman at this point. Rest in, rest in Pep no longer. <laughs> well, like,
0: they let Brandon Ruth reprise his role as Superman for, like, a Kingdom Come version of Superman. That's kind of cool. Which is a neat idea, because, like, time has passed, so that version's older now. But, like... There was just so much. There was so much cheese to all of it, and then the idea, like here was here's what was dumber to me: the idea they do these cool crossovers. And the crossovers were cool. It was cool that the shows did crossovers. I liked that, but when when Stephen Amell wanted to kill Oliver Queen, he was done being Green Era, and the show was like, "Yeah, okay, we'll do that." And I think they carried the show for like one more season after that. Mm-hmm. But when they, when they finally agree to be like, okay, we can end this. He dies in like their Crisis crossover. And in the comic books in Crisis, the character who dies is the, the old-style Flash, mm-hmm. Barry Allen, and Wally West becomes the Flash. The Flash at that point in the DC Universe is way more integral and also more powerful than Oliver Queen, Green Arrow. So it was a weird thing to think, like, if Green Arrow sacrifices himself, it'll have enough of an impact in reality that it'll matter to this... this Because what they're doing is, there's a guy eating alternate Earths until there's none left. And they're trying to save it. And at the end of it, they're all on the same world after this. Um, but Oliver Queen's dead. And, like, the, <laughs> the idea that the guy who with bow and arrows died so like sacrificed himself to save everyone like how does that work <laughs> yeah it was such a it was so clearly written to appease what was their biggest star in the set of shows but not their most important like most powerful character in the show
1: yeah because that that's either any of the other ones that they had going yeah supergirl flash uh
0: uh i I mean even on some level a batwoman would would be more powerful than like an archer i
1: don't know he's a billionaire i thought he wasn't even a billionaire in that one right
0: he's he's rich the queen family's rich but not a billionaire yeah yeah Yeah, it just felt really stupid (laughs) just really silly guys he sacrificed himself to save the multiverse. How?
1: That's really <laughs> impressive. <laughs> They're like, yeah, his name's on the producer tag. And you're like, oh, that's oh, how. okay, yeah, yeah that there makes you go. sense. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it just was like it's a fourth wall break. You just got to think about it a little bit, a little bit, a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. It just didn't make sense. What do you mean? It was made perfect sense. <laughs> it's called the Arrowverse. It's not called the Flashverse. <laughs> You got to remember, Corey, this is what started it all.
0: That's true. Like, it is It is based, it is named after him. But, like, <laughs> he just was, like, I'm laughing even just thinking about the idea that, like, he's like, no, I'll save us. And everyone's like, really? <laughs> and none of the people with super speed stopped him. <laughs> yeah, none of, none of
1: them. There's like nine of them by the end of the series.
0: There's yeah. there's there's a there's like two flashes. There's a Supergirl. There's all kinds of people standing around, and they're like, no, stop, don't.
1: Don't sacrifice yourself to save the multiverse. Oh, no. How could this happen? <laughs> I can't believe it. Oliver Queen's
0: dead. Very Willy Wonka. No, stop, don't. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Still one of my favorite lines of any movie, because just the way... Uh, Gene Wilder just delivered it with such, like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> no, stop, don't. <laughs> it's just so good. It's perfect. Uh, Yeah, I just sacrifice. Like, do you, You're sitting in the writer's room, and you're like, well, I'm the most important guy in the room. I'll be the guy who saves the world. And everyone's like, mm, we were thinking like, Supergirl would punch somebody. And he's like, no, no, I'll do it.
1: Like, you can even die. You can die in the episode, like, heroically. Like, yeah. you don't have to sacrifice yourself to save the multiverse.
0: Seems real, like... Seems, yeah. Seems real like your producer credit. You're right. Like, how can I be the most important guy in this story, even though I'm the least powerful? You know, like, ooh, I get it. Sacrifice myself to save the multiverse. No problem. It's like in the event in the second Avengers, where they keep talking about how they don't need Hawkeye. And like when him and his wife are joking about it and then they both like, well, listen, they need you like you're their humanity. It's Like when they need you is when it's really bad. In my head, I was like, they don't need him. Like, yeah, what she's talking about is like moral support. Also, like, except they have
1: Captain America. Yeah, but he's not a normal person. He's a super soldier.
0: He's super moral, too. Like, yeah, that's fair. I guess I, if there's ever a guy who doesn't need you to tell him how to be a good person, it's Mr. I can do this all day.
1: That's true. That is very true.
0: The idea that a secret shield agent assassin with a bow and arrow is going to tell Captain America, like,
1: just remember, guys, we
0: can do this. Guy, I know, I'm Captain. We were going to do this no matter maybe, what.
1: Maybe, maybe Hawkeye is like the people's champ, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> they're like, yo, even Hawkeye is there. That's crazy. Dang. They're like, you got to be by Hawkeye, ill <laughs> like, bozo. <laughs> like they're just like they're they're rooting for him because like that's the everyman. <laughs> like, God, they're like in a team full of superheroes. Even that guy could make it. And they're like, doesn't he? Isn't he like a super accurate archer? It's like that doesn't matter. He's just a he normal guy half the time.
0: I just honestly, as they were having those conversations, I was like, wait a minute. Thor has a hammer that he can't use if he's not worthy. Mm-hmm. Captain America is the most moral person on the planet. The Hulk literally struggles every day to contain his rage and knows right from wrong and lives and dies by it. Otherwise, he hurts people like a hurricane. And the Black Widow is trying to save the lives of enough people to f- not feel like she's a bad person. And then they don't Hawkeye. need Hawkeye at all. <laughs> like, and then
1: Hawkeye, yeah. Like even if you're gonna like take like the humanist route, you take Black Widow over Hawkeye yeah, every day. The they don't
0: need Hawkeye at all to help them see humanity. It's okay. The Just... whole time they're talking about that, I remember being in the theaters thinking, like, did Captain America suddenly not fight for truth, justice in the American Like... What just happened to the rest of this
1: team? See, you missed the part where where Captain America got bought out by corporations.
0: (laughs) How funny would it have been if, like, they walk in and he's wearing the Star Spangled Banner. When they walk upstairs and Clint and his wife are talking and they walk back downstairs, he's wearing a suit, like, with sponsor patches all over it. Yeah. Like, NASCAR style. They're like, Clint, thank God you're here. What should we do? (laughs) That would have been really funny. But, no, he's still Captain America. Yeah. (laughs) He's still fine for the American people. Yeah. Yeah, uh, well but even like again Thor has a hammer that literally won't work if he's not worthy not anymore remember it's broken well it is but at that time it's oh, not. There you go, there you go. age of Ultron his his power set is still firmly planted on only if he's a good guy that's true like none of these people need him to, perhaps Tony Stark needs a moral compass an external moral moral compass. The rest of them... know. Which to
1: ex- be fair, that was literally the point of the movie. Right. Well...
0: <laughs> kind of. So, even, like... Sometimes when you look back at some movies, like, it doesn't... If you really lay it out, it doesn't really work. Age of Ultron's one of those. Because what they were trying to do was create an AI system that would help them predict threats. Yeah. A suit of armor around the world. Instead, what happened is alien te- sentient technology infected... Their AI program, correct. That's not their fault. Yeah, it really isn't. Like they Like, how would they even know that? Like,
1: yeah, you got me. Yeah, there, like, <laughs> how would they know
0: that there's secretly an Infinity Gem inside the thing that they're trying to use as a blueprint for artificial intelligence?
1: That also means that Ultron is part Infinity Gem. Like, well,
0: the yeah, that's right. why Vision can hold it.
1: That's so weird. But like. The, the Infinity Gem itself has sentience, which means it's like a universe has well, sentience. Well,
0: so the Gem, you have to remember, even in the movies, they they reference how the Gems want to be together. So there are there is a level of sentience. Plus, there are certain rules and guidelines to them, which does imply that like they know if you're worthy to use them. You can't get the Soul Gem unless you sacrifice something.
1: Rest in peace, Black Widow. Again, we already we sacrificed and, Black Widow there, too. And Gamora. Yep.
0: Yeah, like, again, right. Like, Black Widow's like, well, I have to die so that you guys can go save the world and undo all the bad that I've done in it. And Hawkeye's like, but I've killed Yakuza. And she's like, bro, you know how many people the Russians had me kill? I just, yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like there's a, as as they were having the conversation, I was thinking, like, are the rest of the Avengers taking the day off? Like, (laughs) why do they need him to tell them? The Avengers need you, Hawkeye do they uh all right on that note we're gonna jump out thank you very much everybody for hanging out and listening with us on what is of course an excellent friday enjoy your weekend have a great happy easter and when you come back next week we'll be right here hanging out with you because it's nerd thug radio and it's a wonderful wonderful friday afternoon